Greetings, human skin-sack. It is I, Volvarian, your alien mother. Open your ears to the whispers of the galaxy. The knowledge I impart unto you will help guide you through your pathetic and sometimes useless life. Let it be known. Lucas Sloppy has the secrets to our galaxies. Listen to his measly voice. Tell you all you need to know. Come, let me show you the way. to Volvarium, our all-knowing space mother, for she has awoken us from our earthly slumber of ignorance. Let us bask in her cosmic glory as we strive to know the unknowable. Hello and welcome to episode one of Fake Ritual, the podcast your guide to pop culture and the occult. Join us as we explore the hidden worlds lurking just behind our media landscape. I'm your host, Lucas Sloppy. Thank you so much for joining us. What is in store, you might ask? What is in store for the podcast? This is a podcast that will delve into many interesting topics ranging from magic to werewolves from vampires to Kabbalah, from Gnosticism to Satanism. We're going to explore those topics by way of our interaction with the everyday pop culture, and we're going to try to have a little bit of fun with it. Excuse me. Anyways, enough about me, enough about us. What is today's episode about? Today's episode is about enlightened aliens, And we talk with my good friend and fellow podcaster, Mary Jackson, about ancient alien theory. We introduce ourselves to a one Mr. Valiant Thor. And we take a visit to the Unarius Academy of Science. Join us, won't you? Anyways, here's the episode. Enjoy. My guest today is the host of Dark History Podcast, Mary Jackson. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here with you, my friend. Do you believe in aliens? 100%. Do you believe aliens have made contact? 123%. Wait, really? We've never talked about it. Yeah, going over the whole... Actually, as I was... Preparing for today, I was thinking about how I've actually never expressed my opinions on aliens to you, and you may be surprised how much of a freak I am for them. Yeah, because I thought you'd be uh, kind of skeptical. You would. Think- I'm skeptical. I thought you would be a believer, actually. I believe in... Uh, if anything, I think aliens are a psychic phenomenon rather than like a physical physical one as in like perhaps perhaps abduction experiences or something more that happens in a person's mind 
uh, rather than a physical ship. I guess that's what they would call in the UFO community. There's like nuts and bolts aliens, meaning like little green men in flying spaceships from other planets. And then there's like psychic entities, you know, which are more like possibly interdimensional. But how do you explain people's physical experiences like literally physically seeing something like all the sightings in utah and all of those like western oh you mean like in the skies yes we even had one uh in the pittsburgh area back in like the 70s vicksburg kecksburg kecksburg Kecksburg. oh i kecksburg acorn i've been to the kecksburg alien fest my friend i have a kecksburg alien fest t-shirt Dang, see, I didn't... Wait, I did... I think I knew that, but yeah, I didn't know Mm -hmm. you were such a believer. You know, actually, where I'm from in Greensburg is um, part of the Cherry Mountain Ridge. This... I could be getting this super wrong, but this is what I think is right. Um, But there's, like, sightings of aliens all in the mount, like the Laurel Mountains, and Kecksburg is one of those towns, but there's been other places where aliens have been sighted all on this ridge, and Greensburg is kind of seated like above it. So, yeah. And there's actually an alien story from a little tiny town that's next to Greensburg called Red Onion, and there was something that landed there too, much like the acorn in Kecksburg. The town's called Red Onion? The town is called Red Onion. Is that one it, word or two? I think it's two words and it's like a little tiny coal town like right outside there's little tiny coal towns all over like greensburg in that area that is the cutest name for a town yeah it is i love it i love saying it to people because they're like wait what but yeah red onion so have you ever heard of the book charity charity (laughs) chariot of the gods i'm reading that off a paper mind you Uh uh-huh um no i haven't actually i haven't read it but I've heard of it. <laughs> Written by cool. one Eric Vaughn Donikin. Any UFO- ufologists out there listening to me, I'm sorry. I guess written in 1968. It's like the first real book on ancient astronauts theory. I forget what the things he points to. Uh, technology that wasn't available to people at the time. The one that gets me is he says that all the gods of ancient mythologies were actually aliens visiting, which I think is kind of a cool. I think that's one of the things that makes me believe in it so much is like, that makes so much sense to me. Even Jesus, like that level. I'm like, okay, yeah, he was probably an alien. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, Chariot of the Gods. I like the title. Note the title has a question mark at the end of it. Wow. I have watched a little bit of the History Channel's Ancient Aliens, as probably many people have. That is the way for ufologists to get out of anything. They don't ever state facts. They just ask questions. (laughs) Wow. Chariots of the Gods. They're a particular sort of people i respect them greatly i I feel like not enough people start sentences about ufologists without saying i respect you i see you at your book (laughs) fairs with your self-published books i see you and i want to be your friend i see you yeah i see you and i appreciate you yeah i guess i just think about um 
what's that one movie? Prometheus. I think about Prometheus so much. I know that people said that they didn't like that movie, but I, I think if you separate it from the Alien trilogy. Yeah, whatever, I agree. I need to revisit it. It's good it. in its own way. And I like the lead actress a lot. Um, Numi Rapace? I think she's sweet. Rap- yeah. She was in Rapace. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Is that? In the Swedish. Okay, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's cool. That movie is very good. Uh, but yeah, the engineers. Yes. In Prometheus. Yes. That opening scene. Mm-hmm. And like sacrificing himself in order to i didn't really understand it when i first saw it but in doing research for this episode i became made aware i was made aware yes you were enlightened Enlightened. oh oh my i was enlightened yes yes Mm -hmm. yeah i'm an enlightened human we'll do an episode on that next week on your enlightenment. On my, yeah. On my enlightenment. On my enlightenment. And then you just hear a beer crack. Mm-hmm. Bong I'm very rip. enlightened. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that I thought the engineers looked pretty cool. I really do like the idea of like planet seeding. Yes. You know, the notion of these ancient astronauts. The technology stuff's fine, but I find it more interesting to think that the notion of scientists saying that extraterrestrials would not look like us because of all the factors that went into making us look the way we were but what if one of those factors was an alien species that did look like us uh mating with yeah mating with like well that's what paleo, early apes so contact is right i mean that's kind of that's a glory, you know, a yeah. highfalutin word for the yeah for yeah. the contact of during I suppose cave times or and like Neanderthal. That's honestly times. when I started to get into ancient aliens, and when I started to get into like ancient astronauts, that was kind of the first thing I thought of was us being in the form of like Neanderthals. So essentially, a stage unevolved from where we are now or like two stages unevolved whatever whatever that is then there's this missing link and there's this species of human that is missing and we only have one finger bone of like one humanoid from Mm -hmm. this whole like tribe of humans and the idea that tribes of humans used to war against each other and there was possibility that different kinds of humans have been whittled down through time and people go into like social darwinism with it is one like really negative train track to let run down Boo. Boo. you guys are losers Boring. but the other one is to go in the direction of like what if the missing link is an alien force and i think prometheus does that well because it's they have this giant humanoid who is kind of like a superhuman mm-hmm. and we are just kind of like the runoff like that's the depressing thought is just being like you thought you were cute but you're really just kind of danny devito you know, and they're DeVito. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. But who would you rather get a beer with? Danny Arnold, DeVito. Yeah, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger's a creep. They're both going to try American to hit Arnold. on me. It's not going to be fun either way. But I don't know who I would rather be hit on. Danny DeVito or Arnold Schwarzenegger? <sighs> you know. 
Danny DeVito because I'd be like, Danny DeVito fucking yeah. hit on me today. And then I would just picture the penguin coming at me and I'd be scared. Yeah. Run away. Dr. Frank, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Tracy. Um, this really is a real-life day the Earth stood still, isn't it? Yes, plus. And here, coming toward me with his right hand outstretched, the man whose picture I've been carrying around with me for over a year. Wow. He said, hello, Frank, how are you? And I thought, how in the Sam Hill does he know my name? <laughs> and he knew from that time forward, the moment I touched his fingers, his skin was as soft as a baby. And I did turn his hand over. He had no fingerprints on either hand. As bald as a peeled boiled egg. And I questioned him on that later, which he told me. And uh, he asked me questions, just a few questions, but I asked him more questions. And uh, he told me more about my own life than my parents and grandparents put together, which I verified later on. Mm -hmm. I said, what is your name? He said, Valiant Thor. There's something special about Val that, you know, you've already mentioned about having no fingerprints. Yes. He has no navel. No, he has no navel and he has no fingerprints. This is why I believe he falls in the category of a created being, just like an angelic being. Mm -hmm. And he's unique in his way, believe you. All right, moving right along. Valiant Thor. Who was Valiant Thor? Who was Valiant Thor? Wow, are you asking me? Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm asking, yeah, anybody who's listening. The cosmos? Are you asking the cosmos? Yeah. I mean, you didn't know about Valiant Thor before I told you about Valiant Thor, so you tell me about Valiant Thor. Yes, Daddy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving it in. <laughs> Um, what did I find out about Valiant Thor? I thought that was so interesting. He is a Venusian, Venusian alien, so he's from Venus, and he came to Earth in 1937? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Plus, like, uh, 20 years. Okay. Uh -huh. 57. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Did you see, did you get to look at pictures of Valiant Thor on Google? I saw a few that were like groups of people and his head was circled. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's Valiant Thor. That's my favorite yeah. part. Oh, wait. Yeah. Before we forget, yeah. Uh, the story of Valiant Thor was brought to light by Dr. Frank Stranges in his book, uh, Stranger at the Pentagon, published in 1967. All these concepts were just brought to light sort of in you know the space age so which i find interesting to just see the culmination of the you know yeah everyone's imagination and kind of like all these we like far opened out. up the cosmos to travel and to imagination yeah which yeah comes back to that whole like nuts and bolts aliens versus psychic experiences yes. nevertheless uh when i think about Valiant thor i do start to the the soft as a Soft as a bit. Peeled, peeled you know, hard-boiled egg. That sounds gross. That, that sounds gross. It does sound gross, but I don't think I picked up on the sexual tension between Dr. Frank Stranges and Valiant Thor before. Like, if you're saying he's got really soft but manly hands, like, I feel like he was attracted to him. Maybe he was the man that he needed or wanted to be. Now, listen. 
Well, now listen here. Dr. Frank Stranges was also a evangelical Christian preacher, and I have never heard of an evangelical Christian preacher having any sort of sexual perversion. I will not stand for that sort of talk on this a very Christian podcast. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you didn't know what you were. You got lured in. Have you heard? I should have known your eyes look so dead this morning when I saw Jesus was this evening. He was the greatest alien. Anyways, that's all, that was all a joke, listeners. This isn't a Christian Everyone podcast. Everyone turned this it off. You said it, and they were like, and click. What are they listening to the podcast on that clicks? Um, An old-fashioned radio. Okay. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah, damn. Nothing uh, you can see that he was a Christian because the story of Valiant Thor kind of has like a messianic undertone. Uh, and so do films like Day the Earth Stood Still and The Man Who Fell to Earth with David Bowie. I don't know. I mean, I think all aliens uh, fall into the occult category, but Valiant Thor is more that nuts and bolts alien story that, in all honesty, I don't believe it occurred. Oh, wow. wow. Do you believe? You So you believe in ancient aliens? Yes. Do you believe there was a person? That, what? <sighs> Man, the photos are stupid, but they're stupidly convincing as See, well. Because he looks like, he looks a little weird. I think that's like my, my thinking is the U.S. government can make anything seem invalid. They can invalidate any person. What if the U.S. government just erased all of it? What if they just have complete control over the information that is available to us and that you absorb and they're just like a giant filter and they will make you believe what they want you to believe. And so then, therefore, they can discredit somebody by making them just kind of lose their entire past. Not saying that that's necessarily true, but just saying that that makes me think that Valiant Thor could have been a real being. And this, like, Frank Strange has kind of tapped into something that actually could be happening, which is aliens having contact with government and presidents and making decisions. Okay. And because he was very concerned about nuclear technology and said that he started watching earth during world war ii after the nuclear yes. bomb after the tests is when aliens started to play, pay attention to what earth is doing because now we are a force now to we're a force to be reckoned with and we're stupid dangerous monkeys essentially with this like huge weapon not valiant thor's words no you. mine you're editorializing don't besmirch the name of no he was very respectful the peeled boiled egg man <laughs> soft as a baby's bottom Yes. Um, yeah, I believe he was super I guess, real. I understand. Yeah, they do. I'm going to take there that is other a, side. There is a campaign of disinformation yeah. surrounding all manner of extraterrestrial talk. Truthfully, and, and many agencies. ufologists have to deal with it every single day as being completely and totally discredited. When the U.S. government has just confirmed that UFOs... They don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. And there are occurrences that people... I'm sorry. I just can't. No. It's just... He's he's real. Well, yeah. They called that with the the UFOs. Get this joke. Recent disclosure by the government. I heard it referred to as a soft disclosure. Yes. You know what else was soft? What? Valiant Thor's hands. <laughs> Beautiful. And maybe him and Frank Strange's had a little uh soft disclosure of their own oh my goodness hard disclosure 
Oh. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> that was a better joke. That was joke. a wink, that was a baby. Joke. That was a wink. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> so have you seen, you said you've seen The Day the Earth Stood Still, but yeah, a while ago. Yeah, my dad ago, loves that With movie. Gort. Gort. Gort being the. Yeah. Like the, well, I'm being. I mean, fuck me for not doing the right research, but is Gort the metal man or is Gort the human man? Gosh, I think see, he's the. I think he's the metal. No, I kind he's of. He's the remember, metal man. I remember that scene of like the spaceship is just sitting there, and he finally comes out mm-hmm. of the spaceship and is like, "I am Gort." And I remember watching this movie when I was little and thinking that he was a robot, right? Yeah, he is a robot. The day the Earth stood still. Fifties fifties yeah. movies tended to kind of conflate the two. I think mm-hmm. it's just. Robots and aliens went together. Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe it is before a time when you're using a lot of, like, stage, like, makeup, like, effects. And there wasn't robotics the way there are now. They were a sci-fi invention that we... They were very alien to them. Yeah. But I do remember... I remember him giving a speech. Yes. At least the human... The human, his, like, associate or whatever, gives a speech kind of along the same lines... As Valiant Thor, which I could say if one were to detract from Frank Strange's claim, they might say that he just saw the movie. But what is life but a series weird of odd movies? <laughs> weird movie. I think that, that yeah. it's not totally crazy to say that two separate people would have the same realization and maybe the people who made the film were also tapped into the same forces that Mm. Frank Strange is tapped into and he didn't necessarily see the film or steal an idea or something like co-opt it. He just had his own version of this idea that is already existing out there. So if it already exists, okay, a good example of this is a scientific experiment involving crows crows living on different islands and if uh one crow is given a tool the other crows learn and understand how to use the tool Mm. and it's just basically like groupthink collective conscious exactly so i think there's did they do this with crows yeah yeah wait did they it's i don't think they did it i think it was documented in crows or apes I get a lot of things mixed up. Crows and apes are very different. But, you know what? I don't remember that beginning of 2001 Space Odyssey with crows. Wow. Well, crows are very intelligent animals. I think the important thing here is that I'm right. I am light, I am wisdom, I am your future. Come with me through this tunnel of stars, here you will find worlds of cosmic love to which there is no end 
never, never forget your pathway to Go in peace and ever seek within thee the love that I give unto thee. For I am infinity, infinity. The Unarius, not mm-hmm. Uranius, uh-huh. Unarius Academy of Science is a UFO religion. I watched a documentary called Children of the Stars like year, a couple years ago. Uh, that really, I can't believe I'd never heard of this group. Because, like, think Heaven's Gate, but then just like kind of the polar opposite in the sense of like, yeah, a cult, a UFO cult uh, devoted to creation rather than destruction. That's how I like to think of them. They're just like glittery, happy star children. Like yeah. They just seem delightful. Yeah. Uh, Truly. For listeners who don't know, the Unarius Academy of Science was a religion, cult, uh, spiritual movement founded in... The 1950s, 1954 specifically, in Los Angeles, California, by a married couple, Ernest L. Norman and Ruth E. Norman. Now, Ernest, uh, I forget the details, but I think he, they called him, his, like, space name was Raphael, and... Uh, Ruth's, his wife, was Uriel. They were from the planet Ares, they claimed to be. They were both, they both practiced channeling. So they would like, they claimed to be just like imbued, you know, speaking for these entities that had assumed their bodies. Uh, But, yeah, they just, it seemed to just kind of be... Almost before, I, when you think of a UFO cult, I feel like I, I would think of like the 60s, I guess. It's interesting to me that it came about in the 50s. But nonetheless, uh, do yourself a favor and watch or visit their website. I did visit their website. Yeah, they they're have still a running. Far they're out still website. going. Yeah. But they're basically just a, yeah, a new age type group that. What they're most famous for is their psychodramas. They're like films by which they lived out past lives. No scripts, extravagant costumes, but uh, like tapping into some sort of past lives. Now this, maybe I haven't believed in anything up until this point, but for some reason the Unarius Academy of Science, Unarius in short, which, oh, what does Unarius stand for, you may ask? It stands for, oh, wait, I don't have that on the Oh, I have it. <laughs> Universal Articulate Interdimensional Understanding of Science. Universal Dement, Udim- 
universal yeah. interdimensional uh-uh. universal articulate uh-huh. interdimensional understanding of science yes yeah first time you got it the first time first you got time it the first time that was from memory uh uh yeah they seemed cool as fuck honestly the um what is her name norma what ruth norman ruth, ruth e. norman. norman uriel norman. please uriel the archangel I, uriel oh my goodness i apologize um the videos are awesome and she has some really awesome dance moves and hand movements and she accessorizes extremely well yeah and i've never seen a woman pull off lavender eyeshadow as well as she does although honestly i might rock it because it was pretty cool because i believe yeah lavender her looks her husband kind of founded it mm-hmm. but then when he died or as they put it you know uh walked over the rainbow bridge is that what they said? I think that was the name of one of their movies. Yeah. Yes. I think it was like before the time before she took the long walk or like something like that. Yeah. But then she assumed like a more permanent role up until she died, I think like 93. in her 90s. Yeah, yeah, she died in 1993. But she just honestly seemed like a very just like lovely person. Just like the fact that she just got these people to act their hearts out and create these I mean, I think like at least dozens of films. High quality like, films too. Pretty high quality. Like that's what pretty a lot interesting of people to were watch. talking about their like their production quality was like way above where a lot of other videos were at the time and it's like they had they were on like public television networks. Yeah. Like, you could like flip a channel and be yes, watching that is what it, they were the, on the films. Pl- yes. Yeah. So Ugh. they they were broadcasting it to a wide audience and I think it really got them a lot a larger membership. People got sucked in by the movies of just like these people expressing yeah. themselves their past lives, acting it out creatively. And I feel like it, maybe it's just that they weren't secretive that keeps it like because to me, you know, you think to me, it is a cult, but I guess not. I mean, maybe it's just a religious movement, I suppose. Cult kind of is only derogatory. You know, cult gets a bad name, but, it, you know, that's just a young religion. A young religion, yeah. Because, yeah, cause, yeah and when Christianity began, they kind of referred to it, it was as a cult. cult. Yeah. Yeah. A and Jewish that's just cult. a young religion because look at Scientology, look at Mormonism. I mean, they started as quote-unquote cults, and now they are recognized by the U.S. government as religions. Well, yeah. Yeah, but both of them. I give way more credit to Uriel, the Archangel of, of Planet Aries, yes. than I do a uh, L. Ron Hubbard or a Joseph Smith. Just for, for it never seems to me in all the interviews with Uriel that she ever. There doesn't seem to be an ego. Like she doesn't have a psychosis. You know, like there's no fail. Joseph Smith was a failed writer. L. Ron Hubbard was a failed writer. They made religions because it stood to make them money. Uriel just seemed to want to help people create something. Yeah. I don't know. I like that it was led by a woman for so long. I mean, she is truly enchanting. It's like she gave, I was watching it and she just kind of gives me chills because it's nice to see somebody just kind of being so free and happy and encouraging others to simply like, live with their inner child and create yes be a genuine and pure being just to try it out just let yourself have this like person that lives inside of you that's untouched by society's standards and being a person with 
very severe social anxiety, it's like, oh my God, that registers deeply with me as well. Hell yeah. Well, that's all we have today. I want to thank Mary for coming in. Uh, do you have any new projects you'd like to share with the... I think I'm going to pitch this and we'll see if any listeners take to it, but I want to call my listeners fakers. What do you think of that? Wow. So let's see, you know, yeah, you, that's you got any good. new projects? You got any new projects you want to tell the fakers about? Well, I guess I'm currently working on a couple of things. You can listen to my old podcast, Dark History Podcast, anywhere podcasts can be heard. And um, I guess just follow me on Instagram at Venus on Half Shell is my um, personal Instagram. And maybe I'll post about a new project I'm thinking of soon. We shall oh, see. Did, did you, were you inspired by something that Wow. Maybe. You inspire yeah. me constantly. Oh, oh. Of course. Wow, I was not fishing for that at all. That was organic. Completely. Yeah, totally organic. Totally no organic. gun to her head. <laughs> all right. Anyways, well, you can follow us at the blog at www.fakeritual.blog. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Fake Ritual and on Twitter at Fake Ritual Blog. Uh, watch every movie you can that the Unarius Academy of Science put out. That is my mission for you. Enlightened aliens, baby. Bye. Bye. Well, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Another big thanks to Mary Jackson for joining us and the ultimate thanks to our eternal space mother, Volvarium. Thank you for your eternal wisdom and for allowing me to bestow it upon these great and fake people. Farewell, sweet skin sack.